Merry Christmas, everyone. We are, we are so glad you are here. Um, I, the Christmas Eve service is, is, is a really special service for me, a special service for our church. Many of you may not know our story, but about 23 years ago, a handful of people decided to plant a church in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, we launched Easter of, of 1995, and then soon after that, we felt like, you know what, God's in this. And so as a result of that, we decided that God was in it at such a level that he wanted us to start hosting a community-wide Christmas Eve service. And so uh, we rented out the Memorial Hall is where we started, and it has grown into what we see today. And so I am reminded every Christmas Eve of just God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness, his love, and his care. And so I, I just want to talk to you tonight about the life of, of Mary on this Christmas Eve. Um, when you look at the Christmas story, you realize that there's this word, this is title, Emmanuel for God, Emmanuel, God with us. And so when you look at Mary and her husband Joseph, you realize that Mary and Joseph lived in a very dark society. It was dark with political oppression. It was dark with, with poverty. It was dark with violence. A uh, fact is, it, it was a godless society. And so Mary desperately needed a word from God, and maybe you're here tonight, and, and maybe when we sang those lyrics that, that I need a miracle, maybe you you would say that is me. And I just need to hear from him. I just need the direction tonight. I need him to speak into my life right where I'm at. And so this evening, I'm just simply going to read the Christmas story, uh, make a few comments, and then we're going we're gonna to light some candles together and celebrate Christmas Eve together. When you look at this story, you realize it's an intriguing story. Mary gets a word from God and in a very difficult time in, in her life. And so here's what the scripture says, Ma uh, Matthew chapter, or Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Here's, the scripture says this, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Maybe tonight you simply need to hear that phrase. Maybe tonight you just simply need to be reminded that the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give you Give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is a sixth month with her. Who, who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the Lord and the angel departed from her. Tonight, I want to look at Mary's life. I want to look at Mary's life in, in relation to maybe our life, in a relation to where how did Mary find a, a word from God and hear a word from God? How was she able to follow him in the society in which they lived? At the time of the story, Mary was somewhere between the ages of 14 to 15 years old. She was raised in a very small town, and her, her world literally, when God spoke to her, her world literally was turned upside down. And so Mary had all kinds of fear. In fact, is the scripture tells us that. 
But she never, she never came to the place where she let her fears control her. In fact, as the scripture says, is that she was greatly troubled. The Greek word for that simply means to be petrified, to be scared to death. Fact is, she had every reason to be. I mean, it was through her that the, that the Son of God was going to be born into this world. And so I want to look at three things real quickly before we light candles together. The first thing of Mary's life is this, is when you look at her life, she had a passion for God's will. Mary had an unbelievable passion for God. She had an unbelievable passion to follow him. The fact is, you look at her response when God came to her and told her that she would have a son, Jesus. Uh, her response was this in, Matthew, in Luke chapter 1, verse 46. She said, and Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. When you look at this story, you realize that God speaks to people who have a passion for his will. God speaks to people who have a desire to follow him. When you look at Mary's life, you realize that she had a couple of things in her life that made this possible. One is this. She had, she had great enthusiasm. I mean, she, she wanted to follow God. She wanted God's will to be done in her life. And Mary is the one that said, my soul glorifies the Lord. In other words, she was following God, and this was, wasn't like a religious duty. It wasn't like some boxes that she had to check off. I mean, this, this is something that she, was, that she was passionate about. In other words, it's not a matter of acceptance or tolerance. It was, for her, it was a matter of eagerness. In other words, she was like, God, God I want to follow you. Man, may your will... May your word be done in my life. When you look at this, she had great enthusiasm, and we know this, right? Nothing great is ever achieved without someone with great enthusiasm. We know this in sports. We know this in business. We know this across every sector. Nothing great is ever accomplished in life without enthusiasm. The other thing about her life and her personality was she, she was humble. Mary had great humility. It says in verse 48, it says, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. In other words, Mary didn't come to the place and says, I was wondering when you're going to get around to me. You're lucky to have me. You're lucky to choose me. In other words, when you look at her life, she was just, she had great humility. The point is this, none of us, listen, none of us deserve to be used by God. Man, we are all trophies of grace. And but in spite of that, God works in our lives. God blesses us, not because we deserve it, but because he desires it. If you're ever going to be used greatly of God, if you're going to follow him, it first starts with passion. In other words, to where you come to the place like Mary and you, you listen to him, to where you desire to hear from him and to do what he says. In other words, this, you learn to, you learn to read his word for, his, for yourself. And you learn to take that word and apply it to your life. You don't live off somebody else's spirituality. In other words, you learn to follow him you learn to hear it read his word and understand it and so many of us many of us I believe long to hear God speak to us and long for God to use us and it starts with us coming to the place where we're passionate coming to the place to where we listen to him one of the reasons that that God used Mary she had a listening ear in Luke chapter 2 verse 19 it says but Mary treasured up all these things pondering them in her heart the word ponder simply means this it's the habit of listening 
She just simply listened. She opened the word and she read it. The second thing about Mary's life is this, is she not only had a passion for his will, but she participated in his will. She participated in following him. I mean, this is an important concept for us to grow, grab hold of. When God speaks to us, we just simply obey. When God tells us to do something, we just simply do it. Listen, just because a person knows God's will doesn't mean that they're going to do it. We, we what the scripture tells us we're to, we're to do his will. We're to, we're, to, we're to be doers of the words. In fact, as Jesus said this, the blessing doesn't come in hearing the word. The blessing comes in doing the word. James would put it this way. This is what James says in James 1.22. He says, do not deceive yourselves by just listening to his word. Instead, put it into practice. And then he goes on in verse 25 and he says, but those who look closely into the perfect law that sets people free who keep on paying attention to it and do not simply listen and then forget it, but then put it into practice. They will be blessed by God. In other words, it's a conditional promise of Scripture that if we come to the place, we read his word, we listen to his word, we do his word, then all of a sudden Scripture says that, that we will be blessed. This is an important thing for us tonight to where we come to the place where we not only hear his word, but we apply his word to our life. In other words, just do it. Just do what God is asking you to do. When, when you and I need a, a word from him, the scripture says that it is, that is in, his, in his word, it is in his Bible, and, and it's understanding that God is with you. One of, the, one of the key things that runs through the Christmas story is this. It was filled with people that just simply did as well. I mean, Mary and Joseph, the wise men, the shepherds, Simeon, of all of them, it said that they just simply, they just simply obeyed. Mary was this lady that she participated in God's will, and when God revealed his will for her, she didn't say, find somebody else. She didn't say, you know what, it doesn't fit into my plans, it doesn't fit into my goals, it doesn't fit into my life. She was the one that didn't tell God, you know what, just find somebody else. She was the one that says, you know what, this magnif my Lord magnifies my soul. In other words, she desired to do God's will more than anything else in her life. Luke chapter 1 verse 31 says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom there will be no end. In other words, she desired to do his will. She dedicated her life to following him. Luke chapter 138 says, And Mary said, Behold, I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed her. And that's the secret, Lord. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And if you are a Christ follower here tonight, do you understand this is your fundamental identity in life? Is identifying as the Lord's servant. That you follow him. Let it be to me according to your will. Let it be to me according to your word. I mean, James would say it this way. James would say you have to pay attention to his word. You have to ponder his word, and then you have to practice his word until where you apply it to your life. And what if, what if in 2019, every one of us, with every prompting from the Lord, would say absolutely. May it be to me according to your word. Can you imagine what God would do in our life? Can you imagine how our lives would go if we would have that attitude? In other words, the greatest gift that you could ever give your family is a changed life. 
The greatest gift you could ever give your relationships, your family, and your friends around you is to come to that place to where you say, whatever, whatever God tells me to do, I'm simply going to do. What would happen if all of us said this next year, 2019, I'm the Lord's servant, and whatever he tells me to do, I'm simply going to do. See, when Mary, and the problem with that is this, when Mary followed God, not everybody understood I mean, there was a lot of criticism. She was, a, she was a virgin. She was pregnant. She was engaged to be married to Joseph. I mean, how would you explain that to the community? I mean, she gave up her reputation. And not everybody, listen, not everybody in her community believed that this was some, some kind of a God thing. Fact is, don't, don't lose hold of this. It was 30 years before Jesus performed his first miracle. It was 30 years before Jesus ever validated that he was the son of God. And can you imagine Mary going through her mind that if I follow him, what will everybody think and what will my parents think and what will everybody say, what, my, what will my friends think? And she gave up her, her reputation because nobody believed her for, for years. Let me tell you something, if you get serious about God's plan for your life, there's going to be people around you that criticize you. There's going to be people that misunderstand you. There's going to be people that will misjudge you. And there will be people that even talk behind your back and not understand. You're going to be different. Count on it. But if you really want God's plan for your life, there's going to be some people that are going to support you. And there's going to be blessing in your life because Mary's goal was just simply to please God. The Bible says that Jesus was, was born in Bethlehem and she in Nazareth. And so they had to travel after she was almost nine months pregnant, uh, to, to, she had to travel to Bethlehem. And she was a teenage girl, and she, she was young, and, and she's going to be born in, a, in another city away from family and friends. And, and I just had this thought. I know it's kind of dangerous. It's just, it's just an AD, ADD moment, but I just had this thought. A lot of times we look, at, we look at, at Mary, what it was like for her to travel and how miserable that was to be nine months pregnant, pregnant and travel. But can you just imagine what it was like for Joseph when they got there and she realized he didn't book a room on Expedia? <laughs> really? I gave you one job. I gave you one job. And now we're going we're gonna to go to a barn. Really? Sorry. ADD moment. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes when you look at, look at God's purpose for your life, it, it includes some problems. Sometimes. Listen, just because you have some problems here tonight doesn't mean you're outside of the will of God. Sometimes when you follow God, it includes some problems. This last year in the Jones household, we've had some problems. But it's amazing that we know that God is with us. It's amazing that we've seen some of the blessings and some of the provisions of God in some of the most difficult times in our life. It's amazing the avenues for ministry that God has opened up as a result of that. Listen, let me tell you something. Even when you follow God, it includes some problems. When you follow God, it doesn't mean it's going to be smooth sailing. It doesn't mean there's never going to be a challenge. What it does mean is this, Emmanuel, God is with us. The Lord is with you, and he is with you. I mean, Jesus is upfront about this, right? Jesus says, hey, before you follow me, count the cost. Before you follow me, before you become my disciples, because you're going to be different. Because I'm going to ask you to do some things that are countercultural. I'm going to ask you to do some things that not everybody's going to understand. But I can promise you this, I am with you.
See, Mary was that type of person that was just, she was just passionate about his will. She participated in his will. And the last thing is this, is she, she persevered. She persevered through some difficult times. She persevered through some challenging times. I mean, Mary was that person that just persevered. It takes, listen, it takes courage to follow God. It takes courage. And listen, courage does not mean that you're not afraid. Courage means this, that you move ahead in spite of your fear. Courage is, well, faith is just another word for courage. And Mary was a woman of deep faith. And she didn't have all the answers, but she knew who did. And today, we, you know what? Today in our society, in our times, we do not have all the answers. But you know what? We know the one who does. And Mary was a woman who was not afraid of the supernatural. She was not afraid of miracles. She was not afraid of God speaking to her and her just being obedient. Mary had great courage, and she persevered during difficult times. When Jesus went to the cross and after being beaten, all the disciples had run off like school kids. And Mary, Mary was still there. Every one of Jesus' closest friends, in fact, is his closest friend, denied even knowing him and cussed to prove it. Had to be like a gut punch to Jesus. It was a very bad day. But Mary had courage all through her life. The Bible tells us that when Christ was on the cross, she was standing at the foot of the cross, risking her life. Mary understood that it is, it is calling and not comfort. I don't know about you. Mary's life challenges me. Fact is, the last time that we get a glimpse of Mary in the Scripture is found in Acts chapter 1, verse 14. And she still considers herself a servant of the Lord. She had passion for God's will. She participated in God's will. And she persevered in God's will. Friday night, our, our family celebrated uh, my wife, Karen. Uh, we celebrated her 39th birthday. And we celebrated it at Pete and Amanda's house. Amanda's my youngest daughter. Uh, grandkid number four is here tonight, and she's down here on the front row. And Harper's coming to that age. She's young, and she's coming to that age that, that, that she's about ready to start walking. And so we were up at Pete and Amanda's house, and we were celebrating Karen's birthday. And then we were about ready to head out to Cave of the Winds to see the hundreds of thousands of Christmas lights and do that walk-through th deal with Harper. And all of a sudden, before we were, we were leaving, Pete sits down in like the kitchen on the floor with Harper and Amanda noticed what was going on and so Amanda went over to the other side and she sat down and all of a sudden they decided we're going to teach her to walk and so Amanda starts talking to Harper like come just come come on Harper come on Harper you can do it come and it was amazing I mean all of a sudden Harper just got her bearings and then, you know, she started doing this deal, and so she started walking. And she, like, makes it to, to, to Amanda. And she's proud of herself. We're proud of her. All of a sudden, Amanda turns around and sends her to Pete. And then she's going back and forth and back and forth. And all of a sudden, Harper learned to, like, pivot and change directions. So now you didn't know who she was going to go to. And all it was was a word from a mom or a word from her dad. Just come. Just come. Man, if you stumble, you fall, we'll catch you. You stumble, you fall, we'll pick you up. Just, just come. Maybe tonight on this Christmas Eve, your heavenly Father is saying that to you. Maybe that is your word tonight. Come. Just come. Just come. 
Just put one foot in front of the other. If you stumble, if you fall, no guilt, no judgment. We'll just simply pick you up, dust you off, and get you headed the right direction. Just come. Just come. It's an amazing thing. I'm telling you, it is an amazing thing as a parent or grandparent to get to see a child take their first steps, right? See the excitement in her eyes, the excitement in mom and dad's eyes. It's an exciting thing. It's a wonderful thing. Now I can tell you something better. As a pastor, as Christians, it's an amazing thing to see people respond from a word from God, just come. Just come. Just put one foot in front of the other and just trust me. Regardless of the year that you've had, regardless of the challenges you have, regardless of the difficulty that you've had, you come. You come. And if you stumble, you fall, no guilt, no condemnation, no judgment, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Maybe tonight, your word is come. Just come. Would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes?